0: Intuition of Reality by Shri Shri Saraswati Swamiji. In this lecture series we have completed 10 sessions. Today is the 11th session. Gradual Revelation of Brahman as Atman. Introduction. Om Shri Gurubhyo Namah Harihi Om um, Sri Ganesha Yanamaha Dr. Krishna Murti Shastri Dambe Punacha Bantu Adatalu Dakshinakanajile Karnataka Bharata So gradual revelation of Brahman as Atman <coughs> Introduction It would be highly edifying. For the student of Vedanta to take notice of the gradual modes of revealing the nature of Brahman as Atman as found in the Upanishads. If one remembers how the human mind has a natural tendency to be a slave to the senses, which cannot help looking outwards exclusively, one would be so grateful to the Rishi who sounds this note of warning to all those who are in search of Brahman or the reality which is their own self. Paran chikhan ibhyadra natva jambhostasmat parang pasyatin antaratman kaschidhira pratyagatmanam aikshad avrata jakshur amrata tvamichan 211. The self-existent one has carved out the organs of sense outwards, and therefore one looks outwards and not within oneself. It is only a rare, wise person who looks into his inner Atman, withdrawing his senses, desiring to attain immortality. First point, the mind is the one instrument useful for the vision of Atman. It goes without saying that a super entity like Brahman cannot be known through any empirical means of knowledge. It is therefore to be expected that the Upanishads should teach it as knowable only through the Vedas, which are exact, exclusively devoted to reveal such entities. Accordingly, we are told in the Katha Upanishad that it is the goal which all the Vedas uniformly teach. Sarve Veda Padama Mananti. Katha Upanishad one to fifteen but lest it should be supposed that brahman or Atman might be something like the devas gods or swarga heaven to be reached after death the upanishads warn us that it is to be seen through the mind's eye manasai vanudrashtavyam neha nanastikin 4 19 This has to be seen only through the mind, for there is no diversity whatsoever here. Here the word eva alone is used to lay stress on the mind to the exclusion of the senses. The latter can see only finite things, and so they function only in the sphere of manifoldness. But there is no manifoldness, no diversity or variety, no distinctions or differences at all in Atman. Of course, the ordinary mind... Not trained to turn inwards can be of no use to us in our effort to see Atman. This fact is implied by the prefix Anu after attached to the word Anudrashtavyam in the text quoted above, which means that Atman is to be seen in accordance with the direction of holy teaching. Second point the need of Adhyatma Yoga. It being the only instrument, the mind has got to be ma- got to be made sharp enough to be able to see this subtle atman. So the Shrutti says, 1312. This atman hidden in all creatures does not show himself generally. He is seen, however, by those who have the capacity to see subtle entities with the help of one pointed subtle mind. Those that strive to know the Atman directly have to undergo the course of discipline called the Adhyatma Yoga, the yoga by, by means of which one can stay the mind on the Atman within. Accordingly, the Shruti exhorts the seeker to practice this yoga in these terms. TANDUR DARSYAM GUDHA MANU PRAVISHTAM GUHAHITAM GAKVARESHTAM PURANAM AJYATMA YOGA DHI DEVAM MATMA DHIRO HARSH SHOKAU JAHATI KATAKOPANISHAT 1-12 Knowing this ancient deva, the shining one, hard to see and hidden in a secret place and lodged in the cave and located in the mind midst of inaccessible surroundings, Knowing him, a wise person shakes off both elation and grief. The yoga recommended here is to be practiced by taking several steps one by one. These are enumerated in the following verse. Yatcha Dwangmanasi Prajnasta Dyacha Jnana Atmani, Jnana Atmani Mahatini Yatchetchet Chanta Atmani, Katakoparish 1313. The discerning seeker should control and dissolve the organ of speech in the mind and that and that in the Atman of intellect, and the intellect he shall dissolve in the great Atman and that Atman in the featureless Atman. It must have been evident by now to the student of Vedanta that the vision of Atman referred to by the Upanishads is neither sensuous perception nor inference with the aid of the mind. This would be clearer by a close study of Shankara's Bhashya explaining the various stages of the Adhyatma Yoga specified in the Shruti cited above. First point, the yogin should control and dissolve the organ of speech in the mind. That is to say, that he should give up the functions of the external organs of sense such as that of speech etc. and continue to stay as if he were one with the mind. This mind manas also which may tend to resolve in itself the properties of outside objects should be confined to and merged in the intellect denoted by the word jnana. In this text, the faculty of determination by constantly warning oneself against the defects of any object. Third one, and that intellect also, buddhi, also he should render more subtle and merge it in the great atman that is experiencing ego, aham, or in the primary integral intellect of hiranyagarbha. Fourth one, as for this great atman, he should be made steadfast and merged in the Shanta Atman, the Atman who is absolutely free from all the specific features of phenomena in the Paramapurusha, supreme person, the final goal in who, in whose text uh, in whose context this yoga is being taught is explained in Brahma Sutra 141 by Shankaracharya. Third point, Atman as beyond speech and thought, the seeker who has made sufficient progress in the adhyatma yoga is ready to understand the spirit of upanishadic texts which declare that brahman cannot be expressed by words or thought by the or thought of by the mind yato vacho nivartante apraapya manasa saha brahmano vidwan na bibheti kutasch neeti taittiriya 29 Knowing the nature of Brahman as bliss from which words turn back along with the mind, unable to reach it, one is afraid of nothing else. Fourth point Brahman as unobjectifiable by meditation or knowledge. The organ of speech referred to in and text quoted just now is only a typical example representative of all senses. Accordingly, the Kena Upanishad sets forth the organs of sight, hearing and smelling also in succession along with speech and mind and sounds a repeated note of warning. That while it is true that Brahman is enjoined to be meditated upon, one should not be carried away with the notion that Brahman is actually the object of meditation, for it is the one eternal object that sheds its radiance on all the senses before they are able to perceive objects. jena sate that which is not expressed by the organ of speech, but that by which the organ of speech itself is objectified. Know thou that alone to be Brahman and not that which they meditated upon as this. Yan Namanute tadeva brahmatvam upasate That which one cannot think about with the mind, but that by which they say, mind itself is objectified, know though that alone to be Brahman, and not that which they meditated upon as this. Yachakshshana pasyati jena chakrumshi pasyati, tadeva brahmhatvam viddhinitam yadidam upasate, Kenopanashat 1.7. That which one cannot see with the organ of sight, but... That which objectifies all sensations of sight,
1: know
0: though that alone to be Brahman and not that which they meditate upon as this. shutam tadeva viddhinedam upasate kenopanishad eight That which one cannot hear with the organ of hearing but that by which that organ of hearing is objectified itself. Know though that alone to be Brahman and not that which they meditate upon as this. Yath Praniti Tadeva Upasate That which one cannot smell with the organ of smell but that by which the organ of smell itself is objectified. Know though that alone to be Brahman and not that which they meditate upon as this. The, it is intelligible that the specific form which is enjoined by the stuti to be meditated upon may not necessarily pertain to Brahman, since the text enjoining meditation does not propose to ascertain the true nature of Brahman. But can we not suppose that Brahman is the object of the act of knowing, seeing that in each of the above texts this adva- advice is repeated? Know though, that alone to be Brahman, the Upanishad has forestalled. This samra, is, It is quite other than the known and even beyond the unknown. So, have we heard from the ancients who have explained it to us. Being the witness of all that is unknowable or known as well as of all that is unknown, it cannot be known. That is to say, objectified by knowledge in the same way as external objects. It has got to be directly intuited by means of the suggestion of Shruti texts and teachers, Shastra and Guru, Shastra Vakyas and Guru Vakyas. There is no need to objectify it by means of any words or thought and much less by the senses. How is it then, it will be asked, that the Upanishad alone is. Said to be the only means of valid knowledge for revealing Brahman? Here is Shankara's answer. Avishayatwe Brahmana Shastra Yunitwanubavati Riti Chait Na Avidyakalpita Veda Nivruti Paratvam At Paratvam Shastrasya parat. Nahi Shastram Idantaya Vishayabhutam Brahma Pratipipada Ishati Kintarhi Pratyagatnutvena Avishayataya Pratipadayat Avidya Kalpitam Vedya Veditra Vedanadi Vedam Apanayati Sutra Vasya 114. Objection. If Brahman is no subject of speech, it would not be proper to say that Brahman is known only through the Vedanta Shastra. Reply. No, for the aim of the Shastra is to take off all differences conjured by Avidya. Ignorance. To explain, the Shastra never proposes to propound the nature of Brahman as an object of verbal expression and to teach it as such and such a thing. It only teaches that it is no object at all, being the innermost self of everything, and thereby removes all distinctions in it created by avidya or ajnana or ignorance, distinctions such as that of the knowable, knower and knowledge. So it uh, uh, conjoins all the three knowable knower and the knowledge according to sutra bhashya by shankara <coughs> uh there are several points to be discussed in future so let us stop here next to the fifth point interpretation of positive terms applied to brahman let us see in the next session so this ends the eleventh session in the intuition of reality by sri satchidananda swamiji होले नल हरे रामा श्री श्री सचिदानंदेन सरस्वती नारायणदार पितामस्तु सर्व येजना सुखिनो भवंतु ओंदत्तचत ब्रह्मार परमस्तु